Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Financial Fofu Podcast. Today, we're having a bit of a chat about what to do when your business partner or your life partner uh, suddenly passes away. Not a topic a lot of people like to talk about. (laughs) No, it's not, but I think it is an important one. Um, We've both unfortunately seen this happen, and it's a reality of life that it can happen. Um, So it is an important topic um, to put into your planning. You know, we love to to talk about planning and it is something that you do need to consider. Yeah, absolutely. I think like we always say, you know, prepare for the worst and then everything else is so much easier. Hope for the best. Yeah. Yeah. And look, we want to preface this um, topic, I guess, with the fact we're not lawyers, um, so this is not legal advice. We're just having a bit of a chat around some things from our own experience um, that we see as as important and, and can be helpful in these types of situations. And we do have two other episodes that you can go and listen to that are from lawyers specifically giving you advice in this um, scenario as to what would happen and what to do. And if yeah. you want to speak with either of them, both are amazing, amazing yeah. solicitors um, yeah. that can assist in getting your plans sorted. Yeah. So, look, we say prepare for the worst. So, you know, Sarah, what would that look like for you? Well, I mean, usually it's it's a tough one. Different people look at it from different ways of view mm. and it depends on the structure and nature of your life and your business and how you've put everything together. But for me, the, the basics of all of this comes down to starting with a will. Yeah. Um, and really understanding before you make your will what the implications of that will are and how it then impacts life. Um, and that will becomes the, the foundation of your entire plan, really, because um, once somebody passes, um, mm. it's the will that you rely on then legally for how do you move forward with all yeah. facets of, of anything they have a share in, really, like anything they own. Yeah. And, and look, a lot of people like to keep their wills very private, but in this particular circumstances, it might actually be important for your business, for people to know who's going to take it over so that if the worst does happen, it can be a seamless transition as much as possible for the yeah. business to, to, to continue. Like, know, I think the hardest the part, business, like, yeah, right. You took the words out of my mouth. Like emotions really do like, – between the different stages of grief that hit you with the shock and then the despair and then, you know, if you've still got, and we'll talk about this a little bit further in, but if you've still got a functioning business that requires you to have brain capacity to make Mm. it work um, and if you don't have a plan for sustainable business model or succession in the instance Mm. of, um, all that does is that if this happens, it makes life and everything else worse and harder to manage at a time Mm. when you really need to have space to um, be present and deal with your emotions. Yeah. When I first um, started out on my own, um, CA gets you to go in and and do a bit of a course around running your own your own practice and, and one chartered of the accountants that, chartered accountants yeah <laughs> and, and one of the things that they spoke about was that a lot of older accountants don't have that plan in place and their wives know nothing about the business sorry i'm being yeah. very stereotypical there in the sense of the wives know nothing about the business um husband passes away and then there's left this practice with no plan of who looks after the clients or where do they go yeah. 
how do they get their information so they can maybe go to someone new or should it be sold? You know, there's lots of different factors that can go into play there. And if you don't have a, a plan, think of that wife then suddenly going, extra stress, what do I do? I don't know how to access any of this. I don't know what any of it means. Yeah. What do I now what do I now do? And part of the plan is, I guess, also about looking after your spouse in the sense of not putting that stress and extra load on them. 100%. All of my clients mm. will be pleased to know that there is a plan in place in the instance of my death and they will all be taken <laughs> care of as part of that because the last thing that my family and friends needs when they don't have an intricate knowledge of my business. I mean, Trudy, you're probably the closest one, given that you are my accountant and bookkeeper (laughs) to the inner workings of my business. Mm. But I mean, Mm. but you don't have a credit license and you're not a business strategist. You don't have that intimate knowledge with my clients, but I could assist, but I wouldn't be able to jump in and run it for you. Correct. And this is the thing, Mm. like people need to have a good understanding of their business, their business models and the facet around it. And Mm. my business personally, based on personal services is one that revolves around me. Not everybody's Mm. business does revolve around them solely though. Um, If you're offering even a trade-based service or Mm. a product, you don't necessarily need to build the business model around you. And that's something we talk about when we do business advisory and strategies. What do you have a sustainable business model? Can you remove yourself for holidays and downtime and, you know, having a life? Um, And the the same questions apply. There's a reason you do that planning um, from a business strategy point of view, because it still applies in these circumstances. Whether I tell people that when we're doing it is a different story, (laughs) but it's still relevant. And you make a good point because if you do have other senior people in your business model, part of your plan might be that 2IC takes over, second in charge takes over for a period of time to allow the family to work out what the next step yeah, is, I mean, everybody... which at least allows the business to continue and your customers to continue to be served in the short term um, while the longer term plan is, is undertaken and executed. Like I think people help out though, right? They jump in and they mm. help out and that's all great. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah. that can create additional issues if you don't have mm. a clear chain of command as to whose responsibility it is to take yeah. things over. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so I'd probably start with making a plan, having your will um, and mm. then even having like an appendix to your will, which is, a you know, mm. some sort of a succession or a, a plan in the event of. Because, yeah. I mean, this episode is specifically about someone suddenly passing, but it would be mm. remiss for us to not point out serious accident. Yeah. And incapacitation or illness it, and it has in some in some ways like um the same outcome yeah and so, i guess in, in in those circumstances of illness it's important to also have your powers of attorney in place yes so that people can act on your behalf um <laughs> if it's required in, in those circumstances yeah. and same you i have a plan there's certain people in my life that know in those circumstances that they'll be called upon to to step yeah. in and, and look after my clients and, and work out what's best for the business and how to move forward yeah. so that you, if you're still with us, are protected, but yeah. your family is protected from the drama um, yeah. surrounding it. I think it's the greatest gift that you can give mm. your family Definitely. and friends is in this instance um, is some peace of mind around here it is, it's all laid out, that doesn't need to be an additional stress um, that yeah. you take on board. So I suppose yeah. the next question really leads into what are you going to do with the business, right? If it's a, yeah. if it's a business model that's based around your own business and you're no mm. longer here or your yeah. partner is no longer here and it's based around them, do you keep the business? Do you sell the business? 
And look, both options might be viable, again, depending on your business structure. It might be a case that you have a senior person that is willing to take over it uh, while you still own it. And, and therefore, it, it's viable to continue as, as owning that business. Um, yeah. But as you say, in many instances, it's not going to be viable for that to work. Um, mm. And it might be a case of get to a business broker as quick as you can and see if you can sell it to still get some value out of it before there's too much gap between that important person passing and leaving the business and your clients all just leaving anyway because they and still it- need to be serviced. <laughs> Look, it's another benefit that you would have by having your books and your accounts up to date. You know, one of the other things we harp on all the time is about Mm. being up to date. In fact, being in advance of your accounting has benefits. And this is another example of it. Yeah, exactly right. If, if, you know, a business broker can walk straight in and see that the financials have already been prepared, they've got tax returns, they can straight away go to market and potentially find a buyer um, for that business which then also benefits your beneficiaries because it then gives them some cash um, to help look after them for the future. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, again, structure is important here because um, depending on whether it's a, whether you're a sole trader or whether you're a company or a trust, um, yeah. you know, who is the shareholder? Because that's mm. another potential issue because often we see uh, for asset protection, the business is owned as the shareholder in the mm. spouse and the director yep. is the, um, the business operator, shall we say. Um, yeah. And then, you know, again, we're back to the same question in the cycle mm. of do we want to keep the business or can you bring somebody else in to mm. operate the business in lieu of the partner that's no longer with you? Um, yeah. And, and then things like, do we need to change the shareholding? Do we need to change the directors? We need to get forms yeah. lodged with ASIC within a certain number of days. So we need to be considering yeah. all those sorts of factors as well to make sure we're continuing to meet, you know, our obligations to various regulatory bodies. Yeah. Um, it's also important to consider if you're a partnership and a partner mm-hmm. dies, are you still a partnership? If there was only two of you and there's now only one. Yep there's no longer a partnership. And so what are the legal and the tax and so forth implications of your structure suddenly no longer being what it was? Just changing <laughs> okay, overnight. Think our episode last season on succession planning is probably a good mm. one to listen to there. Um, yeah. As you very wisely point out, if you were a partnership and you're no longer a partnership, but your partner, like, and, and I'm going to throw this spatter in the works for us. What if there's <laughs> a partnership of brothers that pass so it's not your life partner or your business partner but you're the spouse of um you know brothers or sisters that work together in partnership but not in company Mm. and one of them passes who owns the asset yeah and can one buy out can one afford to buy out out the the other other. is the business still viable with one brother gone or was it really the connection of the two brothers that made the business business and i have clients with this structure and i have said to them for years Mm. Guys, you really need to have a look at this structure because working in partnership doesn't mm. protect your spouses if anything happens to any of you. Yeah. Um, and that's also a really important thing. When you are looking at your structure of your business, that's an important consideration. What are the future plans? What would happen if one of you did pass? And therefore, is that most, the most appropriate structure for yeah. your business? You know, it is an important um, thing thing to consider. 
Yeah, absolutely. So then um, we also had on our list superannuation. Um, again, another episode we did with Nick that talks mm. about super and all of the things that to consider with super. But, uh, you know, when you tick the boxes on a super form, it's really important to read what you're ticking. And if you don't know, ask for some help mm. <laughs> because it has an impact on what happens with finding death nominations and tax implications. Yeah. Um, Definitely does. And look, m- most people, when they filled in their super forms, would have nominated someone to say, when I pass, I want this person to get the money. The reality is that's not actually binding on the superannuation fund and they nope. can decide for themselves where that money goes within your group of relevant beneficiaries. They don't necessarily even have to follow what your will says. No. Um, there is a form that you can complete called a binding yes death nomination, which does bind the superannuation yeah. fund. However, they only last for a certain period of time. Can't, can't recall off the top of my head. Might be a couple of years. And then you have to be continually renewing that, that binding death nomination. If you don't do it, it can become yeah. invalid. And so the, again, it's important to put that into your planning to keep on top of it. And the other thing, um, to bind it to your estate, not necessarily an individual. And then that's why you need to go get some financial advice because there's implications and tax um, issues to consider when you, when you do that. Um, if right. your will itself relies on the payout from the super fund to take care of, um, say you've got five children, for example, um, and you bind it to one of the child, then like it becomes really complicated. So again, seek some solid professional advice here that protects mm. you now and in the future um, yeah. as to what your potential outcomes are there. And I suppose mm. whilst we're in this sort of category for financial advice, we're talking life insurances yeah, too, definitely. if you haven't had them checked um, and key man insurance as it's called um, specifically talks to um, a payout to cover the costs of somebody that is the key operator in that mm. business if they pass or they are incapacitated. Um, yeah. And look, that and life insurance is particularly important if your family relies on your income. Income. To yeah. keep going. And it doesn't mean that you're the primary breadwinner, but if you're still contributing a, a really fair chunk to the family's income, you passing is going to make a difference to your family. If you're, the, if you're the primary breadwinner and your spouse takes care of your house and children, Mm. and they pass, you need to now either stop working to look after your family Mm. or you need to employ somebody and pay them a wage to do that. Um, Off topic for what today we're talking about, but, I mean, it's still (laughs) relevant to the planning side and thinking through logically where you're at and what would happen in the event of. And I know it's a a topic most people don't want to discuss. I get Mm. it. It's morbid. We don't want to think about it. But you know what? If you don't plan for it, it's not going to happen, isn't it? What do they say? If you um, there's really good plan is a plan to fail. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Um, yeah. But I I remember speaking to one financial planner at one point, and she basically said to me with regards to life insurance, if you did pass, what would you want your partner and family to have from a financial perspective? Would you want them to have enough money to pay off the mortgage or would you want them to have enough money to pay off the mortgage plus for my partner to be able to take 12 months off work or would I, you know, what, how much do you need them to have so that they can be comfortably have that time as a family to, to grieve or, or to look after just themselves without having to worry yeah. about money. And that's going to be a different amount for everyone, but it's a really good starting point when you're thinking about your, your life insurance. 
Yeah, absolutely. Which I suppose leads into the next thing. If you've got loans and debts in the business and mm-hmm. um, you might be looking to sell sell the business, um, you need to have a really good understanding of the lending guarantees that either you as mm-hmm. a remaining spouse may have signed on to, especially if you were the shareholder of the entity as guarantor. Well, what, what happens to a lending guarantor when the guarantor passes? So it depends on what you do with the debt and how you dispose of the debt, right? So mm. if you um, close the business down and pay out all the debts, mm. then the the guarantee no longer exists. Um, in certain circumstances, the death of um, a partner in a relationship pertaining to debt can actually trigger a, a credit risk um, reassessment, um, mm. specifically in like um, residential perhaps more than business, but it's still possible that a lender would want to um, see that the business has the capacity without that main operator, that key operator. So say if it was me and I was the key operator and I had a a loan with a guarantee on it, they would want to potentially relook at the business and reassess whether they still were happy continuing with that loan. Yep. Um, The other thing is, is that often like it's the same thing. We did talk about this in succession planning. If you sell the Mm. business and Mm. so, so I sell my business to you. Um, Mm -hmm. or or my family sells my business to you, Trudy, and you take my clients and everything else. Um, and there's a car and you buy Mm. the car included in that. We would want to make sure that there was either a complete payout of the debt so that the debt no longer exists because it it rolls to the estate or, um, you refinance the debt and, and you took across the guarantees and therefore it's no longer a debt within the estate. It's um, clear title. The cash that we get is is ours sort of thing within the estate. So um, that probably wasn't a great way to explain it. But um, <laughs> at the end of the day, you want to make sure that any of the assets or whatever you get are clear titled. So if yeah. you are keeping the vehicle in this instance and you get $300,000 in and the car debt's 30 k you pay the car debt off, you make sure that they dispose mm. of the guarantee and they remove any registration on the PPSR. Um, mm. Again, go listen to that episode <laughs> if you want to know about PPSR. <laughs> yes. There is um, one on that, definitely. Yeah, but so I, that you've got it, clear title. It's also kind of making the point to me that it's it kind of important for your spouse, even if they're not involved in the business, to have some knowledge yep. of the yep. business and what loans and guarantees and financial aspects that you do have just to, just enough to have them give them a bit of a clue that, if something happened, there's lots of things that they may need to get some help with or, or deal with, or even for them to know who is your accountant or who is your financial yeah. um, advisor, who's your business coach, who are the people that they can reach out to to get some Who has an understanding of how this business works and can yeah, help? Yeah, you know, who, who is the most trusted of your employees? Yeah. Um, you know, if if you're not talking to your spouse about some of these things then and your spouse has absolutely no idea then it might be time to sit down and have a bit of a chat they don't need to know everything about your business but maybe just some of those key aspects so that they've you know they know enough um to to know where to go for help again about systems and processes and procedure manuals Mm. and having having the way you operate a business written down so that um again Maybe it's not death. Maybe it's incapacitation. Maybe you get stuck overseas for six months and can't get mm-hmm. home. Like whatever it is that you've mm-hmm. got a way for people to come in and actually, you know, there's a manual of how things work and where things are and which who you bank mm-hmm. with. And what like, about what your password to your computer is? 
took the words literally out of my mouth. Um, <laughs> my you know, my husband has a has a document that's got the password to get into my computer, and he then knows how to access where all my other passwords are located in the office. And um, he would know how to get in and and get into the, my systems if, yeah. if he had to. Um, I mean, obviously, you need to keep that document updated because passwords are forever changing, changing. and shifting and, and, and moving. But never if missed you days when it was like a five-letter <laughs> password and you never had to change it before black hat hackers came along. <laughs> but if your spouse doesn't even know how to get into your work computer that has all of your systems and your client contacts and everything in it, yeah. then how does your business even keep continuing if no one can access yeah. Thanks Any for the reminder I need to yeah, update mine because <laughs> <laughs> the passwords have changed. Yes. But yeah. And look, phone, okay. your phone is the other one. Most of us have passcodes yeah. on our phone, phones these days as well. So, you know, if your partner can't get into your phone, again, that's another thing these days which stores a lot of information about, about your business. Or if you're like me, all the codes to all your authenticator apps so they can actually yes. access all those access systems. All. Yeah. And- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and look, we, I had this with a client whose partner passed and – he had managed all of the finances and Mm. she never had to worry about it. And it wasn't like he was keeping it from her. It was just something that he did. It worked in their Mm. relationship and it was fine. But when he died suddenly in a tragic accident, Mm. like she had no idea at all Mm. where any of their money was, how to access it, how to Mm. even access the bank account that his wages got paid into. Yeah. and it was fortunate that he'd been a client of mine for many years. So I had, and I had known him a very, very mm. long time personally. He was a friend of mine. So, mm. like, I had a very good understanding of how his mind operated and where things <laughs> were and why things might be mm. done in a particular way and how to get into that and how to do this. And we pretty much, like, you know, smash hacked our way through like all of his stuff. But it was unnecessary it stress for her. It would have been so much easier if she had just known. And I know something my my dad does for my mum is that mum has her own credit card. She, very, mm-hmm. she uses it, I think, once a month for a subscription so that there's something going through it. But it just means that in the event something happened to Dad, she has her own credit card. So if their bank account's got frozen for whatever reason or because they're all joint or anything restricted her access to money, she has a card in her own name. She can still go and buy it's food a, it's and pay bills. story, but it's the same story. I had um, friends a, very a couple of well, be about 10-plus years ago now. He... Yeah. Um, they were traveling in Nepal and he had a bowel obstruction, needed emergency surgery and was mm. out, was in a coma and same thing. He mm. had held, cause he organized all the trip for her, had all the yeah. cards and then she couldn't use the credit card at the hotel because mm. it was his credit card and he wasn't yeah. with her. He was in the hospital. And yeah. then it was this man scramble to try and transfer her some, wire her some money so that she mm. could go to a Western union and have some cash because she didn't even have a credit card that she could use in mm. her own name. So life tip there, follow us for more life tips. Um, <laughs> make sure you've always got access to some money. Someone who's sli- we've gone slightly off topic, but still Ooh. kind of, kind of <laughs> on. But look, wh- while we're kind of veering a little bit off topic into more into, I guess, the personal aspects, if it's your life partner who passes and you're running the business, also think about how long can yeah. you take away from that business to grieve, look after your children, you know, take whatever time you need before you come back to the business. You know, do you have someone that can run it for a week, a month, three months? You know, you don't know what sort of 
time period you're going to need and everyone's going to be different. Some people would probably want to throw themselves straight back into business to distract themselves yeah. from, from what's yeah. happened and, and others would just not be able to, to work. Um, but that's something else to also consider. Do you have a backup plan if you do need to take some time, time off. off because something yeah. happens in your personal life that needs you to take that, that, yeah. that time away from your business? Agreed. hundred um, percent agreed. Mm. Um, and that leads into, can the business continue without that person? And we're back mm. at sustainability, right? Yeah. Um, and if you need to bring in a new business partner or you need to sell the business, what mm. state is the business in, as we said earlier, that you can do it easily do and quickly, um, especially if it's the primary source of your income? Yeah, definitely. You know, if taking three months away from your business that someone can't run for you during that time, then you have no income for three months as well, which then is going to impact on your ability to take that three months away from the business and the cycle goes um, around. So it's look, a pretty screwy cycle. Give if you don't have any plan in place at all, start with wills, powers of attorney. If you don't have those documents, regardless of whether you have a business, you need to go and get those documents. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't care how old you are, um, those documents are very important to have. Um, you know, I've got friends who don't have wills and they've got kids. And to me, you know, you've got to go and have a will. Who's going to look after your kids? You know, these these documents are really super important for anyone. My will stipulates what happens to my dog. <laughs> <laughs> Do I, get- I don't have kids. <laughs> I'm not sure your husband would appreciate that. But, uh, um, you know, like it's important. Like. And yeah, it's very we super could, important. So start we could harp that. on this till the cows came home. <laughs> start, start with that. Go to a lawyer, get your wills and your powers of attorney done, um, and then put in place a plan for your business. Write it down. Put it on paper. Yep. Put it in a Word doc. Do something. Don't just keep it in your head. And talk to your spouse about it. Talk to your business partners about it um, or, or your key individuals in your business so that it's a known plan and not something that people have to go searching for. Um, should the worst happen. Agreed. 100% agreed. All right. So I think that's enough for that conversation. I think Probably that's enough for that conversation. Hearing about <laughs> Look, if anyone this, does but... want any more tips or want to chat about yeah. this type of topic further, we're always happy to speak about this. As we said at the beginning, we know that it's not something that um, people always want to talk about and some people find it very t- difficult um, to have these type of conversations but it is really important so if you do want to have a chat reach out to either of us and we're always happy to to talk absolutely next week we have an episode called to scale up or to scale down Mm. and it's a common question that seems to be going around surprise that's how we looking forward to it (laughs) (laughs) yeah so tune in next week for that that one will be pretty cool as well so thanks for tuning in today see you next time Bye. bye Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Financial Fofu. We really appreciate you tuning in and hope that you have subscribed to our channel. I just wanted to let you all know that the information and material in our podcast and any supplementary and associated information available is for general purposes only. It should not be taken as constituting professional advice from us, the podcast owners and our special guests. And we recommend that you seek independent, suitable advice that is specific for your unique circumstances. Thanks for tuning 
tuning in. Hope to see you next week. Please, please, please send us, um, use our link and send us any requests or any feedback. We'd really appreciate it. Cheers.